Hey, what is up, everybody? This is Jesse Williams, a.k.a. Jay Will, from the Dads in Time Out Sports Show. We are finally back. I got a laptop. We're recording this, and it's going to be posted to YouTube. Thanks to Anchor, this podcast will be available on Google Podcasts, on Spotify, on Apple, and wherever you may get your podcasts. If you're one of those people that use CastBox or any of those, I will send the link on Facebook and on Twitter. So back in May, I posted a podcast, but my computer dropped a lot of the audio, so I just basically took a hiatus focusing on my kid. I had to go do two weeks of Army training, and so I was not able to do podcasting, but now the laptop is working great. The program is running wonderfully. I am back, and I know you guys are excited. So I missed a lot. Because when I started, the NBA playoffs were going on, and a lot has happened since then. I actually had some notes to let you know what was going to be going on in the show, but since I'm also recording this on YouTube, I'm not able to look at those notes. So the first thing I would like to start off with is the NBA playoffs, and the NBA finals in particular. And so we had... The Boston Celtics playing the Golden State Warriors. Now, the Golden State beat Dallas in five. And then the Boston Celtics beat the Miami Heat, I think, in six, which was a very interesting series. Boston did a lot of falling behind and coming back. And a lot of people are getting on Nick Wright for when they got Andrew Wiggins saying that the Golden State Warriors were never... He said the Golden State Warriors would never win a title... And they would never, their their window would close, and he thought it was a bad deal. Well, if you look at Andrew Wiggins' career when he was in Minnesota, it was very disappointing. He was supposed to be this guy. So, uh, famously, he was drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers in 2014. It was the year that LeBron James ended up signing with the Cavaliers in free agency, and so they traded Andrew Wiggins for Kevin Love and draft picks, whatever. And the, the thing about Andrew Wiggins coming out of college was he was supposed to be this great defender, super athletic, and was supposed to be a walking like 18-9, 19-9, 20-9 guy. And the defense was never really there. Now, you can blame that on Minnesota. You can blame that on a lot of factors. So when Golden State ends up getting Andrew Wiggins, I thought it was a good move because I thought that now, the contract is what it is, but I thought that Andrew Wiggins being there with K, with, with um, I'm sorry, with Clay, Steph, and Draymond, the pressure was off of him and he could just do what he needed to do on the court. Like, he didn't have to be the focal point because it ended up, it ended up being like him and D'Angelo Russell, I think. was No, D'Angelo Russell came later. It was like him and Towns and the whole thing just never really, I mean, Ricky Rubio, who I have a lot of respect for, but it never really materialized. And so Golden State got all their pieces back, the emergence of Jordan Poole. Let's be clear, Draymond was terrible in the finals. But Draymond does a lot of other things. And the Golden State Warriors, because the big knock on the Golden State Warriors was, okay, well, they won the title in 2015 when LeBron was going nuts and Kyrie breaks his kneecap in the first game and Kevin Love was out due to his shoulder injury due to Kelly Olenek. And so the big knock was, well, okay, Steph didn't win the finals MVP. Andre Iguodala did. The next year they win 73 games, but the Cavs famously come back from 3-1, win the title, LeBron, Cleveland, this is for you! And then Kevin Durant comes, two finals MVPs, two more championships. They wash the Cavs. And then Kevin Durant leaves. He's hurt. Steph's hurt. Clay's hurt. They were terrible for a year. They lost in the play-in game. And then this year, they were a dark horse to win the title. Well, during this run, Steph actually had his worst shooting year since like his rookie year or something like that. Like Steph was seemingly off like oh he was only shooting like 38 39 from three instead of his normal 40 or maybe it was like 37 or something but Steph was still playing really well it's just that when you are the quote-unquote greatest shooter of all time which he is and I shouldn't say quote-unquote because it sounds like I'm saying that he's not then 
the expectations are that you are supposed to carry that level at all times. And so the Warriors had this new quote-unquote death lineup where they would play Draymond at the five, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and Andrew Wiggins. And Boston was this team that kept getting to the Eastern Conference Finals, kept getting to the second round, but never taking that next step. People were forgetting that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are still super young players. And I'm going to take my glasses off because there's a glare. So if you're watching this on YouTube, that's why the glasses came off. And so I initially did not, and I never ended up making a pick for this. Um, we talked about it with my buddy Chris Perez at work. Talked about it with people in the Army while I was gone. Now, I didn't get to watch a lot of these finals games. I was actually in the woods trying to follow it on my phone with no portable charger. And, you know, doing Army stuff and trying to follow it as best I could. I thought that Boston size and defense, they I thought they matched up very well with Golden State. I thought that... Between Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year, every person in the starting lineup for Boston got a Defensive Player of the Year vote. I thought that Amude, or, or I'm sorry, um, I, I never remember the coach's name. I, I really apologize for the Boston Celtics. He's a great young coach. And I just thought that they matched up well at every position. What I didn't count on was um, Jason Tatum laying eggs. But this has been my biggest problem with Jason Tatum is that in these big moments, he'll have a 40-point game. He'll have a 25-point half, and then he'll disappear. Now, he's only 24, I think, 25. He's, he's still really young. And this team that just added Malcolm Brogdon now is still a team to be reckoned with. The problem is, is they're in the East. They did sweep the Nets, and KD did not play well in that series. We're going to get to KD and Kyrie and Ben Simmons here in a minute. My issue is, is that a lot of people in the NBA, everyone seems to be either tanking or in win mode now. Like win now mode, sorry. And so the problem becomes Boston is still super young. Their oldest player is like Al Horford. Grant Williams is young. Robert Williams is young. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown are young. Marcus Smart's relatively young. Malcolm Brogdon's not old. Uh, Peyton Pritchard really played well when he was given the opportunities in the playoffs. And I think that it's not time to panic. Yeah, they lost the finals in six games to Golden State. And Golden State deserves all the credit in the world for being able to pull that off. But it shouldn't. But the, here's the issue. The Eastern Conference, that used to be the joke of the NBA, is now a super deep conference. You have Milwaukee. You have Philadelphia. You have Boston. You have Miami. The Bulls are lurking. Like, Atlanta, if they fix some of their stuff, I think they just got DeJounte Murray, which makes, I think, them a much better team. My team, the Cleveland Cavaliers, are I love their draft, by the way. I love the guy out of Kansas. Can't pronounce his name either. Not going to try. But that guy's a stud. Pair him with Evan Mobley. Pair him with Mobley's brother, Darius Garland, Kevin Love off the bench, Jared Allen, Isaac Okoro, like you have something there. So the East is no longer just this washed up conference. And so congratulations to Golden State. Steph absolutely earned that finals MVP. Now, did Steph play great in 15? Like Steph was really good in 15 except for a couple of games. He was kind of bad in 16, uh, injured and all. And then 17 and 18, he was really good, but Kevin Durant was just better. So Steph's legacy really helped with this finals MVP because he balled out in the finals. Like he had that one 15-point game, but besides that, lights out 43-point game. Like he won that title for them. And I never so the only time I ever held it against Steph Curry was when people were throwing him in these all-time conversations, not as a shooter, but as an all-time player. And people are now like, oh, because I think we can agree Steph probably should have won the finals MVP in 2015. So in my mind, Steph has two finals MVPs. I know he doesn't, but it's the same thing as Shaq and Kobe each have one MVP. And I'm like, you know what? In my mind, that does not exist. That's not real. That's a travesty. Like You can look at Shaq's entire time with that three-peat run. And it's one of the most dominating eras of all time. Like, he was that great. 
Kobe was too. The problem is, is when Kobe put up those monster numbers, his team wasn't winning because the MVP has become, okay, we're going to give the MVP to the best player on the best team. Like Derrick Rose won an MVP. And Derrick Rose was sensational that year, and maybe he should have been the MVP. But if you look at the metrics of LeBron's time with the Heat, he could have won four MVPs. He really could have. Not about LeBron right now. So Golden State, and I love Draymond Green's podcast. I wish he would stop beefing, stop beefing with Perk and Nick Wright, uh, Kendrick Perkins, because I like all three of them. I love JJ Redick. Um, I don't know what the new media is. Um, I think it's just one of those things that people like knew this, knew that, and I'm like, hey, look, like the old media has put in a lot of work, and yes, like everything is about accountability. Everything is about holding people to their takes, but people are allowed to be wrong. It is okay, like, I'm going to go on a rant here. It is okay to be wrong in life. It is okay to make a wrong pick. It is okay to be wrong about something. Now, the reason that, like, Nick Rice is a great example. Like, it wasn't like he just was hating on Andrew Wiggins. Like, he had valid points. But that was the perfect system for Andrew Wiggins, and he has admitted it. So, and when in life is, like, no one's right all the time except Jesus, right? And if you don't believe in Jesus, well, that's fine. Like, that's just what I believe. But... None of us are right all the time. Like, I picked a Super Bowl wrong for like 10 years in a row, and it's not like I didn't know what I was talking about. I had valid points. It's just that the picks ended up being wrong, and it's okay to be wrong. What is not okay is to be wrong and just say things without any context or backup because then you sound like an idiot. And I don't ever want to sound like an idiot because I'm not an idiot. So I just think that I think we need to chill out on like, because. This whole Twitter culture and this whole, and I'm on Twitter, and I, and I love Twitter, and I'm on Facebook, but everyone's always looking for the, hey, I, you said that, you're wrong, like, okay, cool, like, but when have you ever, like, made a prediction on air, like, I really do this, bro, like, people have been wanting this podcast, they've been asking about it, and so I step out on a limb, and I make picks, and I make analysis, and sometimes it's wrong, and it's okay, so Draymond, I, and Draymond's wildly entertaining, and I think he's super brilliant, I think he's smart, really smart and he knows the game of basketball and he's going to learn his way through this so congratulations to the golden state warriors well then that happened and then you have the whole well because brooklyn got swept in the first round Kyrie played great in game one and disappeared like if you go watch those cavaliers finals Kyrie was dominant in some games and like really struggled in other games like it happens and so, and then with the whole vaccination and everything debacle that happened this year, and I'm not saying to get vaxxed, not get vaxxed, whatever, that's for another time, another podcast. But Kyrie also a couple years ago just took personal leave because of events happening in the country. Like, I work at Walmart. I don't know why I'm telling y'all where I work, but okay, I work at Walmart. Like, I can't just be like, oh, stuff's going on in the world. Um, I need two weeks off. They're going to be like, you better have some protected pay time off, some vacation time or something, bro, because you're going to miss them days. You're going to get the five points, and they're going to fire you. Like, you have to go to work. And Kyrie has come out and said that basketball is not his top priority. Now, listen, I understand that basketball and football and baseball and hockey and tennis and golf, they're games. They are the people's jobs. But in the end, like, we talk about sports because we're interested in them. We talk about sports because they entertain us. But it's not the end-all, be-all. Like, at the end of the day, whether LeBron, Kareem, Magic, or Kobe, or Duncan, or Jordan are the GOAT, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of the things going on with the inflation and everything going on with the war in Ukraine and the debacle in Afghanistan last summer and everything that's happened in our, in our world, school shootings and all that. This sports stuff isn't super important, which is why I want to expand the podcast to talk about other things, but sports is what got me into podcasting, right? And so it's cool that Kyrie has other interests. Bet. You got to show up to work, bro. So the Nets pretty much like Sean Marks. Yeah, because Sean's still the one in Brooklyn. Bobby's the one that's on ESPN, right? So Sean Marks basically came out and said we want guys that are committed you have the whole ben simmons saying they traded for ben simmons because james harden quit on another team surprise surprise things don't go well james harden quits um and so anyways so the whole tenure with Kyrie in brooklyn has been very tenuous and like i think they were tired of it so Kyrie wanted a four-year a contract extension four or five years i don't know what the number was but he wanted a long-term deal and brooklyn's like you got us messed up bro like you don't come to work like you're not available i mean 
this whole coming to Brooklyn was Kyrie's idea. Like, hey, KD, they could have gone to the Knicks. And Kyrie's like, no, let's go to Brooklyn. Okay, I'll go to Brooklyn. Get to KD here in a minute. So Kyrie um, comes out with a list of like six teams he wants to go play for if he doesn't get a contract extension. Well, then he has, to, he, he has a deadline to opt into his contract. He opts into his contract. And like the next day, KD asks for a trade. Now, KD still says he wants to play with him. And so here's the thing. Brooklyn is a fault in this, but it's not for the reasons that I think Kyrie and Kevin or Kyrie and Kevin Durant are saying. Like the problem is, is they bent over backwards for them to a fault. Like when they they were on a podcast right after they joined a team talking about we Kyrie mainly. Like we don't need to run, we don't need to coach. We're all the coach. Kyrie thinks he's going to sit down and talk about personnel moves with the general manager. Like this, it, it's ridiculous. Like. Kyrie has not earned that cachet. And what do, what do the Brooklyn Nets have to show for this tenure? Well, they have the first year that Kevin Durant was hurt. And then they made the playoffs with Kenny Atkinson. Lost in the first round. Very scrappy, culture-based team. That team gets bounced in the first round. They get Kenny Atkinson fired. So then the next year is the... Because I can't remember if that was the pandemic year. The years all kind of run together. Okay, so... KD leaves in 2019. So 1920 is the pandemic year. That's the year they had the scrappy squad. While Kyrie is trying to convince everybody and their mom not to go to the bubble. Okay, cool, whatever. And you're hurt, so you're not playing anyway. So I don't know why you're trying to convince these dudes. But whatever, okay. The next year, 2021, is the year the famous Kevin Durant foot over the line. They lose in overtime in Game 7 to Milwaukee. Kevin Durant balled out. Kyrie was hurt. James Harden had a hamstring issue. This year, they were the number one team when KD got hurt. And KD comes back. They get into the playoffs. And then they get swept by Boston. And KD has what I think is his worst playoff moment. Now, I'm going to give KD a pass. It happens. Like People people act like the greats don't have bad playoff moments. I still think Kevin Durant's an all-time player. I don't think he's top 10. I don't think he's on LeBron's level, but KD to me is a solidified first ballot Hall of Fame superstar, one of the greatest offensive players of all time. Like, he is a baller, right? And so, you had the Kyrie taking time off for family issues slash the January 6th attack or whatever you want to call it. Don't come at me. I'm not talking to you about that. And then, but then they see him at a birthday party with all his family and then the vaccine thing. So, then Kevin Durant asks for a trade, and Kevin Durant wants to go to Phoenix or Miami. He does not want to go play with LeBron, and honestly, like, why would he? He's a he, he's a 1A in his own right. Like, he is the best player on a team anywhere he goes. Like, why would he want to go share that with LeBron? Like, because if you had LeBron and Kyrie and KD and AD, like, the NBA has to block that. Like, and I... And, Listen, they blocked the Chris Paul trade for Pal Gasol way back in the day. I think it was for Pal Gasol. I don't remember exactly what it was for. But they blocked the trade, even though the trade made perfect sense because the NBA owned the New Orleans Hornets or whatever they were at the time, right? And that's when Chris Paul goes to the Clippers and then to the Rockets, and then now he's with the Suns. And there's so many intricacies about this trade for Kevin Durant. Like, you can't trade for certain guys because of the CBA and they're rookie it something to do with like their rookie contracts or something like Ben Simmons and DeAndre Ayton or Ben Simmons and Devin Booker can't be on the same team so it's going to be interesting now we're hearing that Kyrie wants to go play with the Lakers and I just heard this like an hour ago on YouTube is that the Lakers actually want to get Buddy healed and who else did they want to get Oh, um, Miles Turner, instead of going after Kyrie. So you would have a lineup of, well, first off, who's the point guard if you trade Russell Westbrook? So then you have LeBron. I guess you could play LeBron at the point, and then you would have Buddy Heald as a shooting guard. You would have Miles Turner at center, Anthony Davis, and then, and then I know they signed Thomas Bryan and Lonnie Walker, the fourth. I think it's the fourth. The Roman numerals confuse me sometimes. I know my Roman numerals. I just don't remember which one he is. I think it's IV, which is four. Um, and I think he's a really good player that got buried on Pop's bench in the doghouse. So you're now looking at a situation where the Lakers are fighting with LeBron. And maybe not fighting, but they're basically, they don't, 
want to appear as if LeBron is running the organization. Well, since 2010, when the Lakers won their last title, and then Kobe, you know, they got Dwight in 2012, and Steve Nash, and that didn't work, and then Dwight left, and then they were in obscurity until Kobe retired and scored 60 points on 60 shots, which is ridiculous. Then what happened? Oh, you got LeBron, and he won you a title. In the bubble. But you know what? I... I really hate when people bring up that LeBron won it in the bubble and he only won it because they had, like, first off, there's old players on every team. Everybody got the same rest. Everybody lost home court advantage. And if anyone else would have won that title besides LeBron with the Lakers, they would not be talking about a bubble championship. Let's just be real. Let's keep it honest. Let's keep it a buck. If the Miami Heat win that championship, we're talking about Jimmy Butler and his superstar status. We're talking about Bam Adebayo. We're talking about Heat culture. We're talking about Pat Riley. We're not talking about, oh, they only won because they were in the bubble. Did it benefit LeBron and AD? Absolutely. But it benefited everybody. Everybody got months off. It just so happened that AD's brittle and LeBron's older. But there were other old players in that tournament, right? There were other... It's not LeBron's fault that the Clippers fell apart. I digress, right? So, what do I think is going to happen? I have no idea. Everything I've seen from the Lakers, and except for last year when they got Russell Westbrook because LeBron wanted him, and LeBron's not perfect, is I think that... I, I think they're going to do everything in their power not to get Kyrie. But the funny thing is a couple days ago, Winhorst and all those guys on ESPN were reporting that the deal was in the works... That the hangup was that the Lakers want um, Seth Curry and the Nets want to give up Joe Harris. Well, Joe Harris was awful against Milwaukee when he played for Brooklyn two seasons ago in the playoffs. And But here's the problem. If you get Seth Curry, like he don't play defense either. So now you have an aging LeBron, you have AD, and then who's brittle. And then you have Seth Curry who don't play defense. And you got a bunch of athletic mediocre players like I don't want to call them mediocre because they whoop me in a fight and in basketball but on an NBA standard they're average NBA players like Thomas Bryant's not pushing the needle but getting younger and getting more athletic is really good like I I, I shouldn't say mediocre because it sounds like I'm taking a shot when I'm not I think that the Lakers for some reason don't ever go get shooting and that's what you need around LeBron and so what this all boils down to is the NBA is going to be fascinating next year because Minnesota just traded like four first-round picks and then their first-round pick that they drafted on Walker Kessler this year for Rudy Gobert. Okay, I, I this is why the Timberwolves are the Timberwolves. And this is why Danny Ainge is Danny Ainge. Now, I don't know what he's going to do with all these draft picks because he likes to hoard them and all that. But what he did to the Brooklyn Nets with the... With the uh, what, what's the dude's name? Um, KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen. Like, well, Ray Allen, look at this. When he traded KG and Paul Pierce, and there was another player in that trade. I can't remember who it was. But when, when he traded them to Brooklyn, those picks turned into Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and turned into Jason Tatum. Like, those picks, and, and maybe one of those exact picks, but, like, they made, they got the most bang for their buck, and they almost won an NBA championship. So, I don't know, and, and, and I don't... I don't even know if Towns, Carl Anthony Towns, and Rudy Gobert work on an NBA court in 2022-2023. I, I don't know that. Um, I know Rudy Gobert. Like, you've been in the league this long, bro. Like, it's the same problem we have with Dwight. It's like, where's the offensive moves, bro? Like, it's not hard to learn a spin move. Like, Akeem Olajuwon, if I'm not mistaken, started playing basketball at like 16 and was one of the most gifted offensive centers ever. We focus on the defense. And so, my issue with all this is, is, and, I, and that's becoming a catchphrase because I just have a lot of issues with stuff, is that it just doesn't make sense why Minnesota would... Like, Minnesota, I guess, wants to win now, but you gave all that up for Rudy Gobert? Like, Kevin Durant's going to get 19 first-round picks in a trade. And so everything was popping on July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. It was really quiet on the 4th. There's been a couple of moves since then. Dude, Damian Lillard just got a two-year, $122 million extension. Like, that's absurd. Now, I don't know how to feel about that. Is that Dame doesn't want the pressure? I don't think so. I think Dame has been great in the playoffs. I just think that Dame really likes Portland. And, bro, if you're going to give me a two-year, $122 million extension, I'm probably going to stay, too. Like, where's Damian Lillard really going to go? Like, 
This whole chase ring culture, I'm on both sides because if LeBron would have stayed in Cleveland and had one championship, y'all would be like, well, he can't be the GOAT. Like, he has one championship because y'all don't bring context to how organizations are run. Like, they're like, Tim Duncan stayed loyal to his team and Dirk Nowitzki stayed loyal to his team. Well, they had organizations that did their jobs correctly. Like, LeBron was out here playing with Mo Williams, no disrespect, but Mo Williams, Larry Hughes, Anderson Varejaus, Junus Agalskis, Sasha Pavlovich, like, Eric Snow. Like, what are we talking about? An aging Shaq in 2010, Delonte West. Like, are any of those guys besides Shaq in the Hall of Fame or any of those guys sniffing the Hall of Fame? I think Mo Williams made one all-star team in LeBron's first tenure there. And then you're like, oh, well, uh, Kobe Bryant stayed with the Lakers the whole time, except that he demanded a trade in 2007, and then they got Pau Gasol, and now he's the greatest Laker ever. It's Magic Johnson. Like, it's Magic Johnson, guys. Magic Johnson's the greatest Laker ever. It's not even close. The guy went to, like, nine NBA finals. Kareem has to be the second greatest Laker. You got Jerry West, Will Chamberlain. Now, Kobe might be in that top, and I love Kobe. Rest in peace. People act like I hate Kobe. I'm just like, nah, the Kobe stand just be out here tripping, bro. That they they really like, and I think Kobe was amazing, but he wasn't a very efficient player. Anyways, I digress. So the NBA next year, teams that can win the title. As currently constructed, the Phoenix Suns, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Boston Celtics. I'm gonna throw Philly in there that I don't think they'll win the title. The Clippers are interesting. Those are the teams that I think can do something. Anyone else, I don't... Golden State. I'm sorry, Golden State. Like, I'm tripping. Golden State. Denver's going to be interesting, but they seem to hit a ceiling. Now, Michael Porter Jr. comes back. He takes another step. So, the NBA should be very interesting. Or And then, oh, let me go ahead and throw the Miami Heat in there. Like, it's Pat Riley. They've been to two finals in the past three years. People forget that. They were in the finals in 2020. They're in the finals in 2022. Like, very well-run organization. So, we have beat the NBA horse to death. So... And the draft, I don't really care. I don't know how good these guys are going to be. Chet's really skinny. Ponchero is a man amongst boys in college. I don't know what he's going to do, and I don't know anything about Jabari Smith except the Razorbacks beat him. And then we went to the Elite Eight and lost again, but that's looking awesome. I want to switch over to the NFL. So the NFL has a very interesting offseason, and I'm sure I covered this in a former podcast. Russell Wilson went to the Broncos. Tom Brady retired, and then he's not retired. Devontae Adams went to the Raiders. Now um, Baker Mayfield went to the Carolina Panthers. Matt Ryan went to the Colts. Carson Wentz went to the Commanders. Jimmy Garoppolo is still in San Francisco. Ben Roethlisberger retired. They drafted Kenny Pickett, but also picked up Mitchell Trubisky. Tyreek Hill went to the Dolphins, and now he's saying two is the most accurate quarterback he's played with. Don't know what's going on there. Um, It's a very interesting league that we're in. It's a very, very interesting NFL. Oh, and Deshaun Watson went to Cleveland. Now, I talked about Deshaun Watson on TikTok. (coughs) Sorry. I really don't want to get into the Deshaun Watson stuff. I just, I really, really, really don't. And so, sorry, we had to take a quick break. We're back. We were talking about the NFL, Deshaun Watson, um, who, I mean, I've already spoken about that. I don't get involved in those kind of things to where I say whether or not I think somebody did something. I was not there. Um, Amber Heard is kind of, I'm not even going to go there. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not. But here, what I will say is this. It's the most Cleveland Browns thing ever to alienate your current quarterback to trade for a guy that has all these assault allegations who now looks like he may be suspended for a year. And now your quarterback that you had is on another team and now you're going to start Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett is nothing more than a bridge quarterback. He's not a legitimate starter in this league. He's had his opportunities. I heard he's a great guy. He's somebody that you want as a backup, somebody that you want as a spot starter, but the Browns have a lot of talent. Now, their wide receiver room is a little weird now because they don't have... I I don't remember what happened with Jarvis Landry. 
someone can clue me in on Twitter or on YouTube or on Facebook. I know they don't have Odell Beckham Jr. anymore. And so it's just the most Browns thing ever. It's like you have this amazing roster with like Nick Chubb and sorry, I'm drawing a blank, but but they have a, a really good offensive line. They have Kevin Stefanski, who I think is a good coach. They have players. They have a team that's ready to win now. And now Jacoby Brissett's going to be your quarterback, depending on how long Deshaun Watson gets suspended. Which then turns into, are they now the worst team in the AFC North? Because I thought it was my team, Pittsburgh. And by worst team, I, 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 I have thought that Pittsburgh will go 8-9. and nine. It just feels like that kind of year. And I know Mike Tomlin can do miracles, but I don't know what to think about. The little hands thing with Kenny Pickett kind of freaks me out a little bit because that seems to be a big deal. And then Mitchell Trubisky is really talented but can turn into a turnover machine. And did the Bears destroy his confidence? So looking at the NFL coming up, So, who do I think is going to be a factor in the NFL this year? Obviously, with the loss of Devontae Adams, I'm not sure what to do with Green Bay. A lot of people are jumping on Minnesota to win the the NFC North. And I've just seen enough of this Kirk Cousins thing. And by the way, I'm in a dynasty league and he's my starting quarterback. So, it behooves me for Kirk Cousins to do well. Now, if you have listened to me over the years, you would think that I despise Kirk Cousins. No. What I despise, because Kirk Cousins and Dak Dak Prescott are pretty much the same quarterback statistically-wise. Everyone loves Dak. Everyone likes to hate on Kirk Cousins. Playoffs have been kind of the same. Now, the issue is is that people look at stats and they're like, Kirk Cousins threw for 4,000-something yards and 27 touchdowns. And I'm like, but what did it get them? Like, he's earned his money. Like, I'm not mad at Kirk Cousins for getting bukus and millions of dollars. Like, hey, good for him. Like, he is maximized. Listen, I'm about you guys getting your money. I want y'all to know that. Like, I'm cool with y'all getting money. Like, do your thing. Like, I'm not mad at people who get paid. Like, 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 only reason I was mad Anthony Bennett got drafted by the Cavaliers is because he ended up being terrible. Like, I wasn't mad that he got millions of dollars and got a chance to change his family's life. Like, awesome. Like, And we're going to get to that when we get to college football because we are going to talk about college football and there's some things I do want to say about NIL and all that. I just don't trust that organization. And I don't even remember who Minnesota hired as a head coach because it's been so long, I just don't remember. So I still think Green Bay has a leg up in that division. With Aaron Rodgers, you're always a factor. The NFC East, I just I don't trust Jalen Hurts throwing the ball down the field yet. But I also never trust the Cowboys. Cowboys fans hate me, love me. Y'all have been, this is our year since like 1996. And there's so much talent. Micah Parsons is a beast. Stefan, or not, um, Trayvon Diggs, is that his name? The Diggs guy on defense, he's a beast. Zeke, probably done. Like, he's reached the running back shelf life. Never seemed like he super took care of himself. And then C.D. Lamb is a monster, but then if Gallup, you want Gallup to come back, James Washington, and um, they have another guy who I can't remember. Um, I think they still have Tony Pollard in the backfield. And so they're going to be interesting as a team to look out for. San Francisco, if they get the quarterback thing right, that team is still loaded. I don't know what's going on with the Debo Samuel situation. It got quiet on that front for a while. Of course, the Rams are loaded. I, I would not be surprised if the Rams and the Buccaneers face off in the NFC Championship game. I just, it wouldn't shock me. So, in the AFC, is Buffalo ever going to win a Super Bowl? Shout out to my boy, Kyle Parrish. Like, I love the Buffalo Bills. Now, I hated them growing up because I kept beating my Steelers in the playoffs. Don't be mad at me, bro. Don't be mad at me, Bills Mafia. It was a sports thing. Y'all are literally Twitter's best fan base. Sorry, Steelers fans, but Bills Mafia, I rep for y'all. I love Josh Allen. I love Sean McDermott. I love what that team is doing. Don't sleep on Kansas City. I don't really know about Tennessee. I just think that this Ryan Tannehill thing has reached his peak. And Derrick Henry, like, is he going to fall off? I don't know. Like, he got hurt last year, but, I mean, the dude always plays well. 
The AFC West is super interesting, though. A lot of people hate Brandon Staley's coaching and calls and analytics and all that. I think he's a young stud. Justin Herbert's phenomenal. Don't forget about... Oh, we'll, we'll get to the other quarterback in the AFC North in a minute. Well, the other two quarterbacks. So you've got Russell Wilson in, the, in Denver with Cortland Sutland and uh, Jerry Judy, who has been kind of disappointing, but maybe Russell Wilson turns his career around. That team is loaded. Like, Denver's loaded. Kansas City's paying Patrick Mahomes a lot of money, so it's hard to build, And but Andy Reid is Andy Reid. And the Raiders... Listen, you ain't going to tell me Derek Carr is on a top 12, 13 quarterback in this league. Like I can make an argument. So, in my opinion, you've got Brady, and this is not in any particular order, but you've got like Brady, Wilson, Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow. You've got, um, shoot, who am I forgetting? Well, let's start over. So, the quarter, top quarterbacks in the league, not in any particular order, you have Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, um, Josh Allen. You've got Tom Brady, Matt Stafford. You've got Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson. Like, wh- what else are we doing here? Kyler Murray, who flames out every year. Lamar Jackson, super talented, but are we trusting his arm yet? Joe Burrow and Derek Carter is in that conversation. In that Dak Prescott, you could throw him in there. So, what other quarterbacks are we missing here? Not Pittsburgh, not Pittsburgh's quarterback, not any of them other quarterbacks in the AF in the NFC East. Not the Bears' quarterback, not Miami's quarterback, not Mac Jones yet. So, in the AFC South, like. Matt Ryan's still kind of there, but like the Houston Texans, no. Um, Trevor Lawrence, second year, we'll see. So the NFL is going to be awesome. It's And I can't wait. Fantasy football, get ready. I'm coming for the chip. I won the chip in my Army League last year. I won. Um, I missed the playoffs in my work league, but Chris Perez, I'm coming for you. Tyler Honeycutt, coming for you. Tyron, coming for you. Damian, all, all you boys at work. Jay Will coming this year. And I'll probably miss the playoffs and have to eat all this. But I'm coming for y'all. Because y'all my boys and I love y'all. But I'm coming for that chip. Um, My Dynasty League, Clint Followell. Bro, I don't know. Like, my team has so many question marks. Like, I got so many receivers. And, man, these dudes really out here trying to fleece me for Cooper Cup. Like, listen. I'm not accusing anybody in my Fantasy Dynasty League of doing drugs. But some of these trades y'all offered me for Cooper Cup, like... I know that... Okay, so here's the thing. I never did Dynasty. My dumbass traded Justin Herbert. I was trying to be slick. I was trying to wheel and deal. I watched draft day. That was a mistake because I'm not Kevin Costner. (laughs) And so... But y'all really out here trying to fleece me for Cooper Cup. And that is not happening. Okay. And this is just a rambling podcast because I've been gone for so long. Let's go to the NCAA football. So, we already know that Oklahoma and Texas, I did a YouTube video on this uh, back when, right before I found out I had COVID, are going to the SEC. We now know, or think we know, that UCLA and USC are going to the Big Ten. Now, the Big 12 is eyeing Arizona, Arizona State, Washington, Oregon, Utah, and Colorado to join the Big 12. Stanford, a lot of, I think Colin said this, Stanford makes sense in the Big 10 academically. Cal, I guess academically. So, what happened was, is we started forming these super conferences. What the ACC is going to do, I have no idea. Paul Feinbaum says that we're going to end up, and I'm not a Paul Feinbaum fan. He just annoys the crap out of me. I'm not saying he doesn't isn't good at his job. I just don't take pleasure in listening or watching Paul Feinbaum. That's just personally me. He's probably a great guy. Maybe I'd meet him and I'd change my mind. I'm just, I'm not his biggest fan, but I'm not a hater either. Like, Paul Feinbaum, keep doing your thing. I don't want to burn no bridges for the future. But he thinks we're moving to two super conferences. And I'm not quite sure that I disagree with that. 
But with NIL, it's... And listen, I want to be very clear. I do not care. It does not hurt my feelings. It does not change my life if these college athletes make a million dollars while they're in college. Cool. Get your money. But there are consequences with that and the transfer portal. What do I mean by that? Anytime a guy doesn't get a starting job, he transfers. It's just... It's turned into chaos. And the way that I think that this should work is there just there needs to be some kind of guidelines like there should be a transfer limit at some point i'm not saying it should be one because listen i was in college i've been to two different colleges i think you should be able to transfer and but if you're transferring every single year i mean at some point are you going to fight for a job are you going to do something that's worthwhile like are you going to try to beat somebody out and then with NIL, like what happens when the offensive lineman isn't getting six figures, but the quarterback is? And these are 20 year olds, 22 year olds, 19 year olds, 18 year olds. Do you not think there is going to be a little resentment in the locker room? I think it's a possibility. I mean, these dudes are going through so much girls, alcohol, parties, class, if they actually go to class, NIL, practice, fame. People wanting their autograph, agents, boosters. Like, we're putting a lot on these college kids. Now, I have always said that I felt that the NCAA for 100 years has exploited college athletics. And people always made the argument, well, they're getting a full scholarship. I'm like, bro, so you're telling me that a $40,000 scholarship is equivalent to a damn near billion dollar sports industry called the NCAA. Like the TV rights, the TV contracts, what the coaches are getting paid. Yeah, they're college athletes. I get it. But there is no minor league in the NFL. Because see, this is this is where baseball, I think, got it right. You can go play college ball and swing those aluminum bats, or you can go to the minor leagues at a high school and make $500 a week the minor leagues need to pay their players better, by the way. Just a little bit better. Like, bro, if you're playing minor league baseball, like, you should make more than me working at Walmart. I'm just saying. Like, that's my personal opinion. So, it's it's not the same. And you know what it is? It's a lot of people on my side of the aisle. I'm a conservative. I'll tell you that. I'm not, like, a diehard conservative, but I lean conservative. And a lot of people are like, well, man, you get a free college education. And if you go to class and you do your best, and you can go get you a good job. Meanwhile, you got people in, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars of college debt that mommy and daddy paid, and they didn't pay that. And a lot of these people that are saying this didn't even go to college and didn't graduate. And that's not a bad thing, but you're speaking on something that you didn't experience. So... A lot of this stuff is that it's like, bro, listen, I should get paid what the market dictates I get paid. So if I am making, if I am part of a team that is making your university millions of dollars, and then you want to suspend me for making money for signing autographs, that to me is the dumbest thing I ever heard. Like, I get it, okay? Like, boosters are a problem. I get it. Like, you shouldn't just be able to pay a dude $100,000 to sway him to go to this college. But if my jersey sells money, I should get that money. Period. Like, tell me why that does not make sense. Tell me why my name on the jersey that I wear, that I play for, I can't make money off that. It is not my fault that a swimming team and the women's basketball team and the golf team and the cross country team and the track and field team and even the baseball team doesn't bring in that revenue. Not my problem. Like I'm out here scoring touchdowns. Now, hypothetically, I don't I, I ain't scoring no touchdowns even on Madden cuz I'm garbage. But I'm out here scoring touchdowns. I'm out here, you know, filling up these stands. People are coming to see me, Reggie Bush, and you're telling me that like like, I remember when, so Ohio State in 2011 in the Sugar Bowl played Arkansas. I'm an Arkansas fan. I'm from Arkansas. Got it. I'm not a crazy Arkansas fan, but I love my Razorbacks. We played Ohio State. Ohio State beat Arkansas. There were some bad calls, but Arkansas didn't play great in that game. Well, if you look in the record books, Arkansas actually won the game because they yanked it from Ohio State because Tyrod, uh, what was what was their quarterback's name? Um, I don't even remember. It was one of the... I'll think of it here in a minute. But their quarterback and a couple other players sold their... They didn't even sell them. They gave away championship memorabilia, like the, the Big Ten Championship or something like that, like their rings and stuff, for tattoos. Like, you literally act like that game never happened because these dudes got tattoos 
in exchange for something. Like, what are we doing here? Like, it's the dumbest thing ever. And so, and this is why I've always been a fan of, like, you know what? Like, and, and people are going to hate me when I say this. Especially, hey, Adam Franklin. Hey, what's up, buddy? I'm talking to you because I know that you're from Florida and you love the Gators. And we talk a lot of trash back and forth. And this is to all my college fans. Y'all love y'all's college sports. And I love college sports, too. But I'm also about... Okay, so, like, if I get a concussion that literally impacts me, and y'all are talking about insurance, like, I could be crippled for the rest of my life. Like, if I go to college and I work in the library, I get paid. Like, y'all, like... I had a buddy tell me one time, all they do is they get paid to dribble a ball. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. They don't just dribble a ball, dummy. They literally, like, film study, practice, weight training, um, dieting, all this stuff that goes into being an athlete. This is why, like, when you go to the NBA, you get paid because it is a job. Well, when you're in college, you're literally doing the same job except you're going to class on top of it. And you're not allowed to have girls in your dorm past a certain hour. And you're not allowed to profit off your name, image, and likeness. And you're not allowed to take money from the coach so you can go get a Big Mac from McDonald's because, God forbid, that's an NCAA violation. I'm common sense about a lot of this stuff. And I know I'm going on a rant. I don't care. I'm glad to be back. Because some of this stuff is just ignorant, right? I'm not saying that every college athlete... Listen, life is not fair. Period. Because here's the thing, like we always talk about earning that and the other on the conservative side and we get mad for liberals who want like participation trophies and all that. Not saying every liberal wants that. I'm just using it as an example. But then like the college kids, like the coach can't help them get a Subway sandwich because then he gets suspended. Like there's a difference between a booster giving a guy $100,000 and a guy being able to make money off his jersey. Like guess what? It's, it's, you know what? Life's not fair. The defensive tackle may not be as popular as the quarterback. But you don't think that quarterback put in the work? No, he just threw a ball. Like, and he just magically threw for 4,000 yards in college and threw for 33 touchdowns and four interceptions and had a 3.2 GPA, but he didn't do any work. Yes, do I think cops and teachers should be paid more? Yes, if they're good cops and good teachers. Because guess what? There's bad teachers out there too. Now... I'm not going to name names. There's bad professors. There's lazy people at Walmart. There's good people at Walmart. Guess what? You should get paid what you're worth. So, we've gone on a lot of rants today. Um, and, and, and listen, like this is just me doing my podcast, speaking and talking. I love you guys, man. I love the fact that we don't agree on everything. I love the fact that we can debate this because at the end of the day, it makes no difference to me whether Damian Lillard gets a $122 million extension. It makes no difference to what to me whether college players get paid. It makes no difference to me whether Kevin Durant goes to the Suns, even if he goes back to the Warriors. It, that, it like, who cares? Like, it's... Inter- no, no, no. I, I care because it's entertainment, right? But, like... Personally, like it doesn't change the, my life. It doesn't move the needle. It doesn't change things in the way that a lot of people think it does. Like some people get so worked up and they like block people on Twitter. Like I don't, I don't care that much, dudes. Like this is fun for me. Like I feel like I was born to do this. So on that note, by the way, a couple of notes before we leave. Obi Wan Kenobi was awesome. Stop complaining about it. It was done very well. You can find a plot hole in anything if you look hard enough. Disney got that right. That that sequel trilogy was trash. But everything else Disney has done with Star... Everything else in Star Wars, period, has been great. Um, I'm trying to think of if I... Ray Donovan. I got into Ray Donovan. It's getting a little slow in season five. But, hey, Lee Schreiber, like, awesome show. I need to finish Ozark. Um... I've been rewatching Lord of the Rings. Peter Jackson's a genius, by the way. The Lord of the Rings movies were so well done. I never got past season two of Stranger Things. Walking Dead, I gave up on that a long time ago. Um, I'm trying to... Oh, if you... So if you're a person of faith and you haven't heard about The Chosen, look it up. Like, it's... You can download the app and watch it for free. You can pay it forward. Dallas Jenkins, his dad actually was one of the writers of the Left Behind books. I don't care if you have problems with them books. I don't agree with everything in them either, but I think they were well-intentioned. Um, 
The Chosen's really good. Um, and shout out to all my friends on Twitter. I'm not going to shout y'all out like I usually do because I'll forget somebody. And then y'all be like, hey, man, you ain't shout me out. And I'm like, bro, like, there's like 2,600 of y'all I follow. Like, I would literally be here the rest of the night. And I got to work in the morning. By the way, my son's doing well. He'll be two in November. Um, his name's Elijah. He's doing great. Work's going well. I'm in great health. Um, really hot outside. Really, really hot outside. Like, God can really turn on the air conditioner at any time. Jesus, hook a brother up. I'm kidding. And so, like I said, the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, Will Smith, all that, like, whatever. Um, the politics, whatever. I want to keep this light. Now, I do want to announce that, so the Dads in Timeout sports show will go on. It will be the main podcast that I do. But I also want to branch out into other things, movies, music, Christianity. I definitely want to talk about some things on a more serious note, talking about current events and where we're going as a culture. And I did have a podcast called Christ in a Culture War, and I'm not sure I want to keep that name. So I'll do some brainstorming. By the way, at JWillSportsGuy on Twitter, you can follow me. You can find me on Facebook if you're my friend on Facebook. I'm not just going to be like adding all y'all randos on Facebook. Unless y'all find me and add me, cool, and we, we, we can be cool. Um, if you want to do work together on podcasts, I'm open. We just got to figure out the logistics of it. Shout out to Brutal Humor, my buddy Matt at work, my buddy Matthew at work, and my buddy James. And then there, I think Austin used to be – so Austin used to sell cell phones at Walmart, um, like legally through a company. He wasn't just out here bootlegging phones. Um I don't know if he's a permanent guest. Now, I I have to warn you guys, and sorry guys, but I got to do this. It's brutal humor. Like, it is definitely adult content, but they're really good. And so check them out on Spotify. I think they're on Apple. Um, They use Anchor just like I use Anchor. Anchor allows you to post your podcast, and then it distributes it to, like, Apple, Google, Spotify, CastBox, like I said in the beginning. So check out my boys. They're doing big things. They have a guy named Ross. I've never met Ross. I actually, um, on episode four or five, um, it's called The Podfather. I'm actually featured on there. The language is a little rough. I probably shouldn't have cursed, but I did. And we talked about a lot of good things on there. Um, so just be, me being transparent, if you don't like language, they're probably not for you. But if you just want to be entertained and listen to three to four crazy guys just talk about current events and life and video games and the the world. Um, and, and the great thing about that show is that me and Matt in particular, me and Matthew, we don't agree on a lot of things politically. But we can have really good conversations about these things and he's he's a friend of mine james is a friend of mine too i've just i talk more to matt because he's worked there longer um or he's worked on the same shift ish that i worked for a long time so we actually spoke about a lot of things but um it's refreshing to have constructive conversations with people and not just screaming and yelling that we see on tv anyways my voice is about to go out this has been the Dads and Timeout Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams, a.k.a. J. Will. Until next time, peace.